Think Humanities, a podcast for people who love history, philosophy, culture, literature, civic dialogue, and the arts. Think Humanities from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 48 years. Here's your host, Bill Goodman. Welcome to the Think Humanities podcast. The Asbury University Children's Literature Conference is scheduled for March of this year, and Katrina Sally from Asbury is here to talk about the conference. Uh, welcome. It's uh, our, my first exposure to a conference like this, but it certainly sounds like something that Kentucky Humanities and the general public would be interested in, as well as the, the people that you will have uh, in attendance, Katrina. So welcome. Thank you. The Asbury Children's Literature Conference will be held on Saturday, March 7th at Asbury University, and it's a one-day conference. Um, It starts at 9 a.m. in the morning and lasts till 5. Uh, It's to promote awareness of new youth literature. Attendees get to meet and learn from authors and illustrators about their creative processes. Um, They also will go to breakout sessions that incorporate children's literature into the K-12 curriculum and education programming led by in-service teachers, librarians, and storytellers. This um, conference is available for everyone. Um, It's helpful to teachers, librarians, pre-service teachers, and parents, and helping um, children to get engaged in books and, and understand the processes of the artists. What can a, um, what can a teacher or, or a librarian or one of the other examples I understand uh, that you gave me was uh, maybe somebody that is getting ready to go into a, a master's uh, degree um, and what can they learn from an author or an illustrator? They can learn a lot about where they get their ideas, um, also about how they um, choose the, the language that they are going to use to get across ideas um, to this children that will be reading it. They learn about why they illustrate in the way that they do, like how they take the text and come up with their ideas of what pictures would go along with that text and what to make stand out. Uh, They learn how they use humor to engage students as well and children. They really just learn about um, what it all entails to be able to illustrate a book or write a book. In order for me to ask this next question, I'm going to, to uh, ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and your training, and, and, um, and then we'll move into a, a discussion about children's literature. So what, uh, what brought you to Asbury and what attracted you to bringing this conference uh, to the university? I went to graduate school at Asbury University for the for education. I wanted to be a teacher for English as a second language and also teach high school English. And while I was there, uh, in between, I had a I had a few jobs teaching, and one of the jobs had ended. And they asked me if I could run their curriculum lab, and I was very excited about that because I was able to teach students how they were going to incorporate literature, children's literature like this and other things into their classroom to engage students and help them learn um, concepts that they need to know. So um, after that, we started going to a conference that I heard about from a Jessamine County Public Librarian, Juliana Gaddis. She said, you need to go to this um, conference because you are going to be amazed by what you can learn there. So we went. It's in Finley, Ohio. Um, They have a museum. They're one of the biggest museums um, known to have 
the original artwork from children's books. And so when we got to go there, we got to listen to speakers talk about their process and even demonstrate their process. We've seen people who have painted or if they've done pop-up books like Matthew Reinhardt, how intricate the process is. Um, and so we were just wild by the experience and it made us excited about children's literature. And we wanted to bring that experience to Kentucky so that we could get our teachers and librarians very excited about the literature so that they could engage the students in these books. What is the, um, not the complete history, I don't want to go back that far, but what do we know about what's been done in the past to introduce uh, children to children's literature. What what's sort of the history of, of that in our school system and in, in, in our curriculum as far back as, you, as you've been involved in it? I think a lot of times you can use children's books even in higher grades in high school. Um, you can use them as hooks to get people interested in a topic. I especially think about social studies and science and math. There's such great literature today about people who were experts in these fields. Um, and it's a way to, if people are not interested in these other um, so, you know, concepts or these other subjects, that it gets them involved if they like literature and like to learn about it. So I think what people are doing today, a lot of times teachers are using it, a course to teach you know, how do you find out, how do you determine a theme or the characters or the setting or the plot and why everything's important. But they're also trying to teach students about things that have been important in our past and that we need to, you know, carry on into the future. And also the things that um, are happening today and educate them so that they can have a response and, and make the world a better place. How difficult is it uh, today to to introduce a, a, a young child, maybe a reluctant reader, we hear that term, uh, to literature, to children's literature. Is it, is it a new challenge because of technology? I would say that today it does seem daunting in trying to get them interested in books when there's so much to take their attention um, and that they want everything fast. And sometimes reading is not a fast process, that it's one of those that you really need to, you know, to comprehend what's going on, you really need to go back and maybe read the text over and over again. So I would think that sometimes um, in this generation, the you know the understanding or the appreciation books gets um, overlooked in the sense that there is so much other exciting things to be doing. Um, it's not that that really it's not that the books aren't as exciting as the technology. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just introducing to them that you know these books are worth value. Um, one of the books that's going to be talked about at our conference is that book lady, and I just read it to my seven-year-old daughter, and it's about um, this. You know, they used to have a service where they had these librarians ride a horseback in rural areas of Appalachia um, to give books to these people that didn't have access to libraries. And I, after reading it to my daughter, I said, "What did you think about that?" And she said, "You know, it's just amazing that." Um, the difference between, you know, like I was like, how is it different than today? And she goes, well, I just have to go to the library and get a book. And she goes, it's not that it has to be brought by somebody through all this horrible weather and take all this time and they have to ride up mountains. And she goes, you know, and I said, what does that make you think? And she goes, well, it would be worth a lot more mm -hmm. to her, right? Yeah. Because you understand what that person had to go through to get it to you. And when something's more difficult to have, you appreciate it more. And so we were talking about just even the accessibility um, being a different factor in times and 
It's, it's really odd that, um, or not odd, but it's really a, a little bit um, strange that the pack horse librarians mm-hmm. are the subject of, uh, of a number of books, uh, fiction right. and nonfiction right. these days. So the uh, book that you read your daughter, what was a children's book? Yes, it's by Heather Henson. She oh, yes, lives in the, Danville, Kentucky. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and she's over the Pioneer um, Theater. Uh-huh. Yeah, the Playhouse. Yeah. And she has written this book. They've also done this play, I think, at the theater. And um, it's a wonderful book. There's um, basically the book's about a little boy that doesn't understand why reading's so special. Like hmm. his sister is a avid reader but he doesn't know how to read and so he thinks other things are more important like playing outside and doing other things and he sees this woman that comes and he doesn't know why she goes through all that effort to bring books to their house for her, for his sister mm-hmm. but finally he has his sister teach him how to read and he learns how valuable it is and so when the woman comes back um, I can read you a little excerpt yeah, from please. it when the woman comes back he says, I duck my head and wait until the very last time to speak my mind. Wish there was something I could gift you to. That book woman turns to look at me with big, dark eyes. Come here, cow, she says real gentle, and I come close. Read me something. Mm-hmm. You know, so the real gift is just him learning to read. But um, it's very interesting to see how his view changed after he knew how to do, how to read as well. So Heather Henson is one of your guests uh, at this year's conference. Uh, tell me about the others that you have lined up. Marie Bradby is another um, author that will be there. She lives in Louisville. She was uh, has been a journalist and a award-winning children's author. And she kind of bases her books on her travels, her experiences growing up in the 60s, and her interest in African-American history. And one of her books is about more than anything else. It was the winner of the International Reading Association Award, the American Library Association mm-hmm. Award, the Teacher's Choice Award, and the Best Book of the Year. Uh, by numerous newspapers. And basically, this book is a fictional story about Booker T. Washington's desire and struggle to learn to read. So you get to see throughout just him not being able, you know, at that time, slaves not being able to read. Uh, They would not teach them how to read, and it's his whole desire to want to do that. So um, one of the experts, the excerpts from it is, he comes across um, an African-American man that's reading a newspaper, and he says, I see a man reading a newspaper aloud, and all doubts fall away. I have found hope, and it is as brown as me. I see myself the man, and as I watch his eyes move across the paper, it is as if I know what the black marks mean, as if I'm reading, as if everyone is listening to me, and I hold that thought in my hands. So that's one of her books. Um, She's got um, a new book called All Aboard the Bell of Louisville, so it will be talking about that, and it it was the Kentucky State Selection for the National Book Festival. And another one that I really like is Mama, Where Are You From? And it's about a little girl asking her mom where she's from. Mm-hmm. And her mom basically goes through her childhood and describes places and events. Um, and you are reminded about segregation in the schools through some of her memories. Mm-hmm. And here's an excerpt from that mm-hmm. one as well. Yeah. It's where the edge of town met the countryside, where the city sidewalk ended and chickens ran through yards where families grew into a neighborhood as close as a knit sweater, where we threw up a hand to everyone we saw. It's where the school bus took my older brothers and sisters way across town, past school, after school, until it came to a school where all the children were brown, some light, some dark, some in between. 
And in one of her interviews, she said that um, they asked her about what is a theme for your stories. And she says, I have tried to write stories about the most important questions that I wanted my son to think about. What is a real friend? What if I didn't get a chance to learn to read? Where are you really from? Mm -hmm. So um, we're excited about having her. And these are both Kentucky, are both authors that mm -hmm. live in Kentucky. We also have Floyd Cooper coming. He um, lives in Easton, Pennsylvania. He's won several awards. He's an illustrator. And his illustrations are created, uh, he uses illustration board with oil paint. And he uses an eraser to, to erase the paint and make a portrait or make a, a figure. Mm -hmm. And so when I saw him in his presentation, he actually demonstrated this. Mm -hmm. So you could see the process. And it was amazing to see how a blackboard became, you know, this mm -hmm. portrait of someone. Yeah. Um, and he'll be demonstrating it. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I need to email him and try <laughs> to get him to definitely uh -huh. do that. But um, he's got some books. These Hands um, is a really good book. It's about... His, uh, this grandfather that um, can do all these things with his hands. He talks about, I can throw a curveball and play the piano. But there were some things that grandpa's hands could not do because of the color of his skin. So it talks about working in this factory, and they wouldn't let um, the African-Americans touch the bread. You know, So there were some things that, and it talks more about that and how, they, um, how things have changed. Most of the pictures are out of focus. The way the, I mm. think it's something to do with his style, but I also think he does it because it's the grandfather is remembering things and things oh. are kind of blurry yeah. while he's remembering, but then it get, becomes very clear mm. at the end when they're doing pictures. Yeah. So it's oh, really cool. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and we have one other one mm -hmm. um, Angela Johnson. She's a poet and children's author with more than 40 books mm. to her credit. And Where is she from? She is um, living in Kent, Ohio. She's from Tuskegee, mm. Alabama. Mm -hmm. Uh, she, Floyd Cooper has won um, lots of awards too, like a Coretta Scott King Award and the and some honors. And she's also won three Coretta Scott King Awards, the Michael Prince Award, and some other ones that are really well known. She was the 2003 MacArthur Fellow. Mm -hmm. uh, she's got books. She actually writes books that are for children. Um, middle school and high school. Mm. So you'll see she's done all levels, mm -hmm. picture books. One picture book that she's done is about the, the Wind Flyers. Um, it's a story about um, a boy's grandfather that was a Tuskegee pilot um, when there were very few African-Americans in the U.S. Air Force. Mm -hmm. And the quote that this says is, it's what heaven must be, uncle says to me, with clouds like soft blankets saying, come on in, get warm. Stay a while and be a wind flyer too. Tuskegee wind flyers flying into the wind, against the wind, beyond the wind, the magical wind. And I just read this recently to my daughter, and she would stand up when it was talking about mm -hmm. being a wind flyer and mm -hmm. kind of pretend that she was flying. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and then she's got lots of novels. Heaven is one. It's about a 14-year-old African-American girl who learns a secret that changes everything. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to read something, um, if that's okay, for sure. the, that she Please. interviewed with teaching books. Mm -hmm. And the question was, what do you believe is the importance of writing books with African-American protagonists? And Angela Johnson says, I can equate it to the first time I was in school and I picked up a book by Ezra Jack Keats. I opened a book and there were children who looked like me. I cannot tell you the world that opened up. When I was a child, Ezra Jack Keats' books were the only ones with African-American children in them. What he was doing and what he was doing was looking out his window 
and these were the children he was seeing. There was a little girl in a tiny library in Ohio, me, who opened up his book and saw someone who had my skin color. In all my books, though, the stories are universal. The protagonist will likely be an African-American child because I remember that feeling of being in a sea of books where no one looked like me. And she talks a little bit more about um, being asked by children, like, why are all of your main characters um, African-American? And she said that um, when they ask her this, she says that she's rotting through her eyes, you Mm -hmm. know? And so China gives them an idea of, you know, that you write about what you know. Mm -hmm. And um, and it's great when everybody can do that and you can learn Mm -hmm. these different perspectives. So on that Saturday, uh, March 7th, uh, at the uh, Children's uh, Literature Conference, you have breakout sessions too, and you can talk a little bit more about those, but the stage presentations by the uh, mm-hmm. poets and, and writers. Um, is there a poet? There is. Uh, Angela they're, they're mostly Johnson is a poet. She, I she I is saw. too. Uh-huh. And then there's an illustrator too. Yeah. So there are writers and illustrators. Are they going to be in between the, the breakout sessions? So we'll have Marie Bradby is going to present first. And after Marie Bradby, we're going to have breakout sessions. And we'll have a lunch session where Heather Hansen will speak. And then in the afternoon, we have Floyd Cooper. We'll have uh, some more breakout sessions, and then Br- Floyd Cooper mm-hmm. and um, Angela Johnson mm-hmm. will speak in the evening mm-hmm. or in the afternoon. So once again, um, and, and I would have I asked this question in, in a different way a few minutes ago. Are, are children of this, and you're talking about uh, elementary through high school, yes. are they being... Is reading still a, a, a large part of the curriculum? Are they, are they reading in class as well as reading at home? And talk a little bit about what today um, is, is maybe different from the way it was 25, 50 years ago. I, I do feel like, especially with children's literature, that it is being incorporated more and more into the school system. I see a lot of times where we spend a lot of time trying to do all the disciplines so we try to show why literature is important for example i work at asbury university and we've just been doing programming about showing how to use literature to teach math so there is a lot of crossover where we're trying to get more literature into the courses that maybe have not had literature before and showing how there's interdisciplinary how they connect Um, so i do think people are trying to put it more into the schools at the home level i'm really not sure if it's being if people are being as widely read as they used to be, that may be technology and just time and things like that. I read to my daughter every night. Um, she's in second grade, and part of her homework is to read mm-hmm. at home every night. Um, so I know at that level, they are trying to get that to be something that's carried over in the home. Um, so I'm hoping that it is being more and more seen in the home. And the the outcome that or outcomes that you want to to look forward to at the conclusion of the breakout uh, at uh, of the conference itself. What 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 would you what would you want somebody to walk away from and and take home with them or back to their school? The first year we had a conference, I had a lady come up to me and she said, "I'm so thankful for this conference this year at this time because it was in the spring." She goes because I was getting a little burned out, you know, it's about near the end and I'm getting tired and this just rejuvenated me. It made me excited about literature and excited about teaching. And so what we're really hoping is, is that they'll take away some excitement and some knowledge about reading and writing and share that with their students. 
and it, it will engage their students to want to learn more too. Uh, it's uh, March 7th uh, at Asbury. Yes. Uh, there is an application online. Uh, do you want to give that uh, that website information? Do you, do you have that with yes. you? Yes. Yeah. It's at www.asbury.edu um, forward slash ACLC. And I would imagine, too, uh, there's an email, aclc at asbury.edu. If you have any questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good. Uh, Katrina, Sally, thank you so much for being with us uh, today. Uh, uh, sounds fascinating. Um, I hope children are continuing to read. I hope teachers are enthusiastic about uh, reading to their kids and assigning uh, uh, good books to them. And um, let's hope that that carries over and uh, occurs uh, at the home also. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Think Humanities is a podcast from Kentucky Humanities, where we have been telling Kentucky's stories for 48 years. Think Humanities is available at kyhumanities.org, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Join us next week for a new episode of Think Humanities.